It is Sunday, March 15th, 2015. This is U62 The Targ. Roll tape! As we say in the radio business, if you put that on the radio, people will listen to it. All right, here it comes. Anyone who isn't dead or from another plane of existence would do well to cover their ears right about now. Why, what a little tiny microchip deep inside some electronics. Broadcasting to the world through the miracle of the internet. Ladies and gentlemen, this is U62, the TAR. Now your host, a man with a lifelong dream of getting paid to do this, Mark Pappas. On this week's show, how math can save your life, the week's past Star Wars news, the creation of a Ghostbuster cinematic universe, and a shamrock shake. It's episode 8.02, Springy Weather. So sit back, relax, grab yourself some warm root beer and a towel that's oh so fluffy. You 62 the tar, you're in for something special. Enjoy the show. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Mark Cap is here. Welcome to this week's episode of the Targ. I am recording this on March 14th, so I guess I should wish you a happy Pi Day. You know, in podcasts past, I have gone on my rant about how I'm really not a big fan of these pun-based holidays. You know, Pi Day, Star Wars Day, you know, it's May 4th. May the 4th be with you. Uh, I just... Uh, why do we have to do this around a stupid pun, you know? I want to come up with, like, some stupid pun for... August 17th, and see if we can turn that into some kind of day. But this is Pi Day, and since everyone is out there celebrating all things mathematical, I'm thinking maybe I should celebrate something mathematical as well. This is a story I've been wanting to tell for a while now. I've been wanting to sit down and write about it on my blog, but I haven't gotten around to it, so I think I will tell this story to you here right now. It is how math saved me just a few short months ago. I was literally standing in the middle of nowhere when I got the call. I was home visiting my parents for Thanksgiving. My father's an oil field consultant. He said, hey, Mark, I have to go on a job today. You want to come along, help me out, earn a couple bucks? And I'm like, sure, why not? So we went to this uh, old oil lease up north of Fox Creek, which is way in the northwest corner of Alberta. We were doing something called a phase two site assessment. We were taking some pictures to see how the vegetation was growing, had to take a few soil samples to send back to the lab. So there we are digging some holes, getting some soil samples when my phone rings. I'm very curious because I'm not a sociable sort, so I don't get a lot of phone calls. I answer the phone and it's someone from CTV Edmonton. Now, goofing around on Facebook, I entered CTV Edmonton's contest for free tickets to the Indiana Jones exhibit at the TELUS World of Science. And they were calling to inform me that I had won. Not only did I win the free tickets, they were doing a special episode of their morning show with a live studio audience, and I was to be a member of that live studio audience. So, they were calling to tell me that I won, and could I come pick up my tickets and my prize package, and could I be on TV? Of course, my instant reaction was, could I call you back because I'm in the middle of nowhere right now? And the very kind PA was all like, oh yeah, sure, here's my phone number, you can call me back when you're out of the bush. 
So dad and I, we finished up the job. We got in the truck, drove back out to the main highway. Dad, having worked that area quite a bit, he knew of a rest stop down the road with pretty good cell phone reception. So we got to that rest stop and I called them back. Confirmed all my information. Yes, I am Mark Kappas. No, I don't know anyone who works at CTV Edmonton. And then a skill testing question. I had to answer a skill testing math question. So quickly, I motioned for my dad to pass over the clipboard and a pencil. Over the phone, she recited to me the skill testing math question. Mr. Kappas, she said, I am going to tell you this math question. You got to write it down. And when I say go, you're going to have two minutes to solve it. You cannot solve it in your head while I am telling it to you. You write it all down and you start solving it when I say go. Okay? Okay. She dictates the equation to me. I write it down. I look at it. She says, go. Boom. I solve it in three seconds flat. She didn't believe me that I wasn't using a calculator or anything, but I solved it in three seconds flat. I won my tickets. I got to go be on TV in the live studio audience, and that was fantastic. But after I finished answering that skill testing question, confirmed my right to win, I hung up the phone, I tossed the clipboard back in the toolbox, I turned to my dad and said, who said that math degree isn't paying for itself? I've been looking for an original sin One with a twist and a bit of a spin And since I've done all the old ones Till they've all been done in Now I'm just looking and I'm gone with the wind Endlessly searching for an original
During my hiatus, one of my purchases was the complete uncut soundtrack for The Shadow. That is the theme song for The Shadow, Original Sin by Taylor Wayne. I love The Shadow. Right now, I'm really wrestling with the fact whether I should succumb to a double dip with the Blu-ray. When I finally upgraded to a high-def TV about a year and a half ago, one of the first Blu-rays I bought was The Shadow. It was a very basic edition, just the movie in high-def, that was it. A few months after that, Shout Factory released an all-new Shadow Blu-ray. Brand new digital transfer, all kinds of retrospective interviews with the cast and crew, and I'm like, oh man, but I just bought it. I'll probably break down and buy it anyways because I love The Shadow so much. And Shout Factory, they do some pretty good releases. Uh, They're getting to be kind of like a blue-collar criterion. Uh, They also did uh, the uh, Blu-ray for UHF, fantastic treatment of the Weird Al Yankovic film. And I see this summer they're going to be releasing a brand new Blu-ray of The Last Unicorn, one of my favorite animated films from my youth. So probably when I go snatch up The Last Unicorn, I'll get the uh, Shadow Fancy Criterion, not Criterion, Shout Factory release as well. I tell you, Shout Factory, they do good releases. They also just released uh, WKRP in Cincinnati, the complete series. And they went through such painstaking effort to make sure all of the original songs were intact as well. I would love to get that, but it's like 150 bucks. So I'm going to have to put aside my money for that. You're listening to Mark Chappas. Go do disgusting things to that boy. On U62. The Tar. So earlier I was complaining about Pi Day and Star Wars Day and all of those pun-based holidays. I tell you, when May 4th rolls around, I'm not going to be doing much to celebrate Star Wars. I am saving all my Star Wars love for December 18th when Episode 7, The Force Awakens, hits theaters. In fact, this was a good week for Star Wars news. You probably heard by now. In addition to all these new Star Wars movies, the new Star Wars trilogy, in between each film in the trilogy, we're also going to get some kind of spin-off film focusing on some other aspect of the Star Wars universe. This past week, they announced the title of the first Star Wars spin-off film, Star Wars Rogue One, which will be coming in December of 2016. Gareth Edwards, who did the last American remake of Godzilla, he is the guy in charge of this one. And when they announced the title, they actually revealed that the uh, main idea, the main story idea, actually came from one of the uh, Lucasfilm ILM special effects guys. It was an idea he always had. And of course, speculation is running rampant right now. Rogue One, of course, that was Wedge Antilles' call sign when he was flying his X-Wing. Rogue Squadron, a very popular series of Star Wars video games all about flying X-Wing fighters. So something tells me this is going to be very fighter pilot oriented. A friend of mine, a co-worker of mine, he already speculates this is probably going to be like Top Gun in the Star Wars universe, and I'm okay with that. More Star Wars news, they locked in a release date for Episode 8. The Star Wars movies are going back to their traditional May releases. Episode 8, title to be announced, is coming out May 26, 2017. That is going to be one day shy of the franchise's 40th anniversary, so I think that's a great release date. May 26, 2017, I will probably be standing in line once again, ready for more Star Wars. Although, as I've already said, I'm really not getting as excited for these 
new Star Wars movies as I was all the way back in 1999 for episode one. You know, as I mentioned last time, rebuilding my blog, I read my original review for episode one from way back in the day. It's shocking how much I loved that film when it came out. You know, I was t telling my friend about that, and he said, it's probably because at that time we were just so thrilled that new Star Wars movies were on the way that uh, we were willing to overlook the flaws. But still, more Star Wars is coming. Mark your calendars accordingly. You're listening to Mark Kappas. That young man fills me with hope and some other emotions that are weird and deeply confusing me. On U62, the Targ. The big buzzword in movies right now is the creation of a cinematic universe. You have all these different film franchises that tie in with each other and interact with each other. Of course, the most popular one right now and the best known one, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They're the one that kicked everything off. You know, now we got Universal Studios. They're saying they want to create one with their classic Universal monsters. Uh, Sony has said they want to create a Robin Hood shared cinematic universe. So I guess that means folks like Little John and Will Scarlet and Friar Tuck all get their own movies. And in post-credit stingers, we have Robin Hood showing up to recruit them for their Merry Men initiative to take down Prince John. But there were two rather exciting Cinematic Universe announcements this past week. First one, Valiant Comics. They announced that uh, they have just uh, secured a nine-figure investment and they are forming their own production company with the idea of turning Valiant comic characters into these film franchises and creating a Valiant Cinematic Universe. To which everyone I know responded with, what the hell is Valiant Comics? I barely remember Valiant Comics. I only know of them because in Twisted Toy Fair Theater back in the day, they were the butt of many a joke. The one joke I remember is they traveled to the Valiant Universe and all of the characters were begging to be taken out of the universe. All the video game deals have dried up and were owned by a video game company! exclaimed one of the characters. Yeah, probably their most famous franchise was Turok Dinosaur Hunter because it was turned into some very popular video games. But then I started doing some research. Turok is not a Valiant character. He was actually part of the old comic book company called Gold Key Comics, and Gold Key has been licensing out those characters. Valiant Comics had them in the late 90s, early 2000s. Right now, Dynamite Comics has the gold key characters. So Turok is now a Dynamite character. So yeah, Valiant, good on you. The Money Men, they say that this deal is easily as big as when Marvel formed Marvel Studios back in 2006. But, ooh, Valiant, you're going to have some name recognition problems. You really got to get the brand out there. But less than 24 hours later, after the Valiant announcement, came the Ghostbusters announcement. It was revealed that there is a second Ghostbusters movie already in development. You might remember a few months ago, they announced uh, the big reboot that's happening with an all-female cast. Paul Feig, who directed uh, Bridesmaids, he is putting that one together. Well, we have a second Ghostbusters film in development. This one is being made with the input of Ghostbusters creator Dan Aykroyd. Channing Tatum is looking to sign on to star in it. And they are in negotiations with the Russo brothers, who gave us Captain America Winter Soldier to direct it. Wow! 
you know, a lot of people, they were kind of upset about this. They were all like, oh, yeah, because there was so much backlash towards the female Ghostbusters reboot. You got to go put together a second one with a penis in it, right? But then you start reading the fine print. As part of this announcement, Dan Aykroyd and Ivan Reitman, the director of the original Ghostbusters, they are forming a company called Ghost Corps. And Ghost Corps' entire mission is to oversee all things Ghostbusters. We are getting a Ghostbusters cinematic universe. We are going to have more Ghostbusters reboots than we know what to do with before you know it. Now, I know a lot of people that are down on Ghostbusters reboots right now. I didn't get it until I read this article on Crack.com. I now understand why some people are not happy about these Ghostbusters reboots. Did we fall in love with Ghostbusters because of the rich mythology they created? Or did we fall in love with Ghostbusters because Dan Aykroyd, Harold Ramis, and Bill Murray, three of the funniest guys on the planet, teamed up to do a comedy at the height of their powers? Yeah, it was the second one. Let's be honest, Ghostbusters was a lightning in a bottle kind of thing, and it's going to be very, 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 very difficult to recapture that lightning. I mean, they tried to recapture that lightning with Ghostbusters 2, and people hated it. I don't hate Ghostbusters 2, I kind of like it, but Ghostbusters is coming back. Hopefully it's going to be back in a big way, and let's try and approach it with open minds. This is your interstellar disc jockey, Mark Kappas. U62, the TAR. Well, I think it's time for another round of Mark Tastes Random Things. This, this is something I've wanted to do on Mark Tastes Random Things ever since I moved to a town that has a McDonald's. Ladies and gentlemen, in my hands, I am holding a shamrock shake. Always brought out by McDonald's near the end of February, only available until St. Patrick's Day. According to information released by McDonald's, this is their most talked about promotional item right after the McRib. It is a milkshake, a green colored milkshake. Originally, when it was introduced in the early 70s, it was made with lemon-lime sherbet and had a lemon-lime flavor. They phased that out in the late 70s, switching it to just a plain old vanilla milkshake with green food coloring. But in the mid-80s, they started adding a mint flavoring to it, and that is what we have today. A green mint-flavored milkshake that McDonald's rolls out to celebrate St. Patrick's Day. If you're feeling charitable, it's also one of their primary fundraisers for the Ronald McDonald House. I got a personal thing for the Ronald McDonald House in my family because, you know, that's where my sister was staying when my uh, niece was born. My niece was born with a heart condition, and we're not going to go into it here. But anyways, the Shamrock Shake. I shall have a slurp. Hmm. Now with the Shamrock Shake, I've always found that the mint flavoring is very mild, frequently overpowered by the vanilla in the vanilla milkshake. And that's what I am finding here. First you get hit with the mint, but then the vanilla just kind of washes over you and kind of overwhelms the mint. Mmm. Yep. Very subtle mint flavor, but the vanilla in the vanilla milkshake kind of overwhelms it. And that, my friends, is the Shamrock Shake. 
Well, the only time of year I actually do bother with milkshakes at McDonald's. Well, maybe one day in the summer I'll have a chocolate milkshake, but no, Shamrock Shake, it's a promotional thing. Shamrock Shake and a McRib, that would be the ultimate McDonald's promotional meal. You're listening to Mark Kappas. It's clear to all of you that I am awesome. On U62, The Targ. Sound, 
Thomas Rhett, Make Me Wanna, here on U62 the Targ, over in my day job at a country music radio station. That's one we got in rotation right now, and I'm just digging it. With the way it starts off, it's got like a 70s funk vibe to it. I just love it. Talking about the music, let's check in on music yes or music no. Uh, In the last podcast, I asked you to weigh in. Do you want to hear music on the podcast, yes or no? Chatting with friends as I was getting ready to start up the podcast again, I had two saying, music no, Mark, we listen to the podcast for you. We want more of you. And I had one for music, yes, a friend saying, I love hearing the music, Mark, please with the music. So I decided to put it out there. Send me a message, tweet me, put something on the Facebook page, leave a comment on my newly rebuilt website. Do you want the music, yes or no? So far, I only got one vote for music, yes, but as long as I include the long speech about why I like it. So... I'm sorry, I, it's kind of like that uh, Patton Oswalt bit about why he hates the Star Wars prequels. I can't explain the stuff that I like, I just like it, I know that. So, I'm not sure if I can go into long, lengthy speeches about why I like something. Actually, that uh, one comment came from a friend of mine. He always wants me to speechify about why I like stuff. You know, that's why I started doing Fishing in the Discount Bin over on my blog. He was just like, I would love to see you just go off on a rant about why you like a movie. So that's what Fishing in the Discount Bin is all about. So yeah, he just wants to hear me talk about how I like stuff, which is, you know, which is good. There's a lot of angry rants in the world. Ooh, this is why I hate this, but we need more love. Oh, this is why I love this. So that's one vote so far for music. Yes. I still want to hear more votes though, because one tweet is hardly democratic. So take to Twitter, take to my Facebook page, facebook.com slash official chaos in a box twitter at chaos in a box just let me know music yes music no do you want to hear the music in the podcast and you know what i think this was a long one so i think i'm gonna wrap it up right there i'm mark cap this has been the targ see you next week and this brings us to the end of another exciting episode of the targ don't forget you can download a new episode of the targ every week at chaosinabox.com the Targ is written and produced by Mark Kappas under the watchful eye of 42 Star Wars action figures. The Targ is a Chaos in a Box production. Oh, but I'm not going to